Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Woman Broken, A Woman Healed podcast. This is episode three, and our topic today is My First Thought. My guest today is Shell Hassler-Rigg of Arlington, Texas. She is a mother of three beautiful daughters and five grandchildren and has a loving and faithful husband. Tonight in our podcast, My First Thought, we will be discussing an issue that has plagued a lot of women today, and that is the issue of breast cancer. Breast cancer symptoms include a lump in the breast, bloody discharge from the nipple, changes in shape and texture of the nipple or breast. Breast cancer is the second most common cancer among women in the United States. Some other cancers are skin cancer. Black women and white women get breast cancer at about the same rate, but Black women usually die from breast cancer at a higher rate than white women. So today we will be sharing, um, Cheryl will be sharing her experience with breast cancer treatment and how God has healed her. But first I want to ask Cheryl, how are you today, Cheryl? And to tell us how, um, how did you get through your breast cancer um, treatment and you know, just give us a little um, history about yourself. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and what was your, um, how did you realize that you um, had breast cancer or how did you find out about um, your diagnosis? Okay, I'm doing okay today. And first I'm gonna tell you about my symptoms that I was having. I was having uh, cramps in my breast. It felt like Charlie horses. It felt like a Charlie horse. It hurt really bad. And then I had shooting pains. It was in my right breast. And then I had a lump in my breast that just kept growing. And so one day I decided to go to my daughter's house and I wanted her to feel it. And she was like, mom, no, I'm getting ready to make your appointment. You're going to the doctor. And so she made the appointment and I went to the doctor and they did a mammogram and also a sonogram and they found a tumor and they wanted me to go have a biopsy done. And I did. And so I was waiting on my results for it. And um, early Friday morning, I'll never forget it was a Friday. I got a phone call saying, uh, Ms. Hasslerig, I'm sorry, you have breast cancer. And at that moment, it's like, I couldn't breathe. I was in shock. Mm-hmm. And I felt like at that time, like I'm, I'm getting ready to die. Right. And so I, I was crying. Um, I called my daughters. Um, they came over. And then I ended up, go, you know, I had to go to my other appointment and where the doctors talked to my family and they told me I had triple negative breast cancer, stage two. And it was a really aggressive cancer. And they were saying that it could go from a two to a four really quick. That's how aggressive it was. And so they needed to do chemo right away. And so they um, told me that they're gonna start me on the red devil Uh, chemo that's the strongest and so they did in March 2019 
that's when I had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. September the 28th, 2019, God blessed me to be cancer free within right. that same year. Right. But, yes, that was a miracle. And I just, just was so grateful. Right. So when you initially found out, and and that's why I named this my first thought, because I'm sure that when a person is diagnosed with a diagnosis such as breast cancer, mm-hmm. your first thought is, you know, just like you said, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Because when we hear cancer, that's usually the first thing that we think of, like, you know, it's gone. I'm going to die from this. You know, Mm -hmm. but that's not always the case, but that's Mm -hmm. a natural human reaction, you know, like you said, to be shocked. And a lot of times, you know, people can't even talk or, you know, they they just have to be quiet for a minute and just, you know, let it sink in that this is something that I'm going to have to deal with. So um, once you um, started your cancer treatments, um, what were some of the things that you experienced um, during during your treatment? Um, I, I know, how many months did you have to go through chemo um, before you were healed from your cancer? I went through chemo for about uh, five, five months. Five months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what were some of the things that you experienced during your, your chemotherapy? Like, um, what was it? Were, were you um, fatigued? Did you experience hair loss? Did you experience yeah. weight loss? Um, what were some of the the things that um, that you experienced during your your chemotherapy? Okay, I uh, I experienced um, hair loss, of course, uh, weakness and fatigue. My joints, I had a lot of pain in my joints. I had chills blur vision, head and body just ache. Uh, my heart rate was always high. I had nail discoloration and all over, I just felt horrible. Mm. So was it usually worse right after your um, chemotherapy, like a couple of days and did it take your body a couple of days to kind of recover from yeah. the chemotherapy? Yes, it took three days. Um, I went through all, um, after chemo, it takes three days for me to feel okay. I just feel horrible right after week and just, I just feel really bad. Right, right. So did it affect, does it affect like your appetite, you know, your ability to eat and drink and things like that or it's just, you just feel so fatigued. You just, all you want to do is just lay and rest. Yes. All I want to do is just uh, lay and rest. Um, I didn't want to eat anything. I just, I just want to sleep. Right, right. So um, when you um, was diagnosed with cancer, had you had mammograms prior to uh, finding out that you had cancer? Were you at that age where you was able to start having mammograms? I know usually, um, you know, most women start having their mammograms, you know, like right at the age of 50. Um, you know, usually if you 
younger than 50, you know, they do it at the, you know, if your doctor requests for a patient to start having mammograms, but had you start having mammograms at that point in your life? Actually, I started having mammograms at 40. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, I did have a mammogram and I did get like little lumps in my breast. And, but when they, they told me those were like little tumors that dissolve themselves after your cycle, menstrual cycle. And that's what it was doing. Um, I would get those and they would dissolve. And, but this particular time, um, it just didn't dissolve. It just was getting bigger. And wow. yeah, so it's, I was getting them, but it just, this time it just, the cancer, it just turned into cancer. Right, right. So basically you, you found out through kind of like an accident, you, you felt, did you feel the lump in your breast or it was from like the throbbing, you know, pains that you were having in your breast? that you realized that something was wrong? Had it been a long time since you had a mammogram when this occurred? Or, um, you know, had you had a mammogram like within the, that year or how, how, did that, how did that happen? I had a mammogram done a year. Um, prior to that? Prior to that, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, but like, I, uh, it just all of a sudden came up on me within those two months. Mm-hmm. where I started having the pain and and the cramping and um it was growing and then that's when I asked my daughter you know to feel it and then that's when we went from there right right mm-hmm. right and so because of the the type of aggressive cancer that you had radiation wasn't an option for you at that point you needed to have the aggressive chemotherapy in order to treat the type of cancer that you had in order for it to not um, metastasize to other areas of your um, of your body or any of organs or, and things like that. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, they started me on the strongest dose, which is a weird name. It's called the Red Devil. I'm like, mm-hmm. I really don't want to take nothing that have the word devil in it, but... Uh, <laughs> But they, um, that's what I had to take. It's, it's called Red Devil. Right, right. And do you have, has you had any uh, family history of breast cancer or any type of ovarian cancer or any other cancers? Have you had any family history of cancers in your family? No, that's what was so uh, weird about it. Because when they did a gene test on me, uh, it showed that I didn't have the breast cancer genes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that so was. So no one else in your family has uh, experienced breast cancer. No. Yeah, and they're not able. They weren't able to tell how it, how you actually, how it actually, you actually got it. Could it be from you know, you know, sometimes you know, um, I know they said that uh, one of the factors is you know we have to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, I'm I'm just wondering if, you know, like things that we eat or, you know, um, you know, if that could be could have been a factor in us um, you know, having breast cancer or um, you know, I know that, that oftentimes young ladies if they have their menstrual cycle 
um, I believe it's before 12 years old, they have a higher rate sometime of having breast cancer. And women who have menstrual cycles past 55, um, you know, they have a higher, because you have your, you know, you have hormones longer, um, have a higher uh, risk of having breast cancer because, you know, after 55, I guess you should be, you know, into menopause. Um, do you think that it had anything to do with like um, your diet or something like that? Or um, you don't think well, that had anything to do with it possibly? I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe, because uh, I know I heard uh, my doctor say something about you can eat too much sugar mm. uh, that can also trigger to, to that. Right. And, and I was a person that loved a lot of sweets, you know. Mm -hmm. and right. Since after the breast cancer, I changed my diet, um, you know, to just healthy. You know, if I do something sweet, it's like every blue moon. Right. But right. I, yes. Right. I know they said uh, often that women that have dense breasts, um, uh, you know, they, it's like a fatty tissue. Um, did you have, were, did you happen to have dense breasts? I know you said that you had the little tumors, but they often went away after your menstrual cycle, but mm -hmm. you didn't have dense breasts too, did you? Or it's, it's just those little tumors that you were experiencing after mm -hmm. your menstrual cycles. It was just the little tumors that I was mm -hmm. experiencing. Um, that was it. Right, right, right. So, um, I know you're married and so how... Did it affect your husband, you know, doing um, your treatment? Because I know it had to be uh, very stressful for him. I'm sure he had to still continue to go to work and and, and keep up the, the home while you were going through your treatment because oftentimes you were too sick to, you know, do some of the normal things that you were able to do prior to your cancer um, treatments. Um, so did he... I'm sure your husband, you know, took up the slack for you and helped, you know, prepare meals and clean. Or did you have family members that come over to assist you? And what, what is your recommendation for things, you know, like that for someone who maybe don't have, um, you know, close family members or someone who could come over and assist them during that time? Because I know that has to be a very difficult time. What would you recommend for someone who don't have um, you know, like a husband, and you can share, of course, you know, what your husband did to assist you during that time, uh, and what you would recommend, you know, for, for someone who has to go through that type of um, treatment, and don't have someone to help them during that time. Okay, well, with my husband, it's, it was just so fortunate that um, I, you know, had my family, and um, my daughters, they were right there. And my husband, I mean, he he was there. You know, he had to cook. Um, he had to even bathe me because it was sometime after chemo, I fell to the floor. I couldn't even get up. He had to pick me up and put me in the bed. It was just that bad that, you know, the symptoms that I was experiencing, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And my daughter... Um, my daughters, they would take me to my chemo appointments. Um, they was just there. And so I had a lot of love and support 
right. you know, for me. Right. And um, I suggest people that doesn't have anyone. I was on this um, cancer uh, group that that's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They can join that. And it's people that live in the area of certain people that don't have anyone. Right. Um, their family will help out and take other people to their chemo uh, appointments. Right. And um, so I suggest, um, you know, give with people that are, if you go to church, you have a church home, get with people there that don't mind helping. Um, and like I say, those counselor groups, they really help as well. Right, right. Yeah, because I'm sure it has to be a very difficult time, you know, time. And oftentimes you probably feel, you know, kind of somewhat lonely and feel like, you know, I'm just going through this all by myself, you know what I'm saying? Um, Because people Mm -hmm. may not understand, you know, the level of pain and the level of fatigue and the type, you know, that you're going through. Um, And like you said, you know, sometimes, you know, being at home by yourself may not be a good thing because like you said, sometimes you will fall to the floor. And if you Mm -hmm. don't have someone there to help and assist you to get you up, you know, we need to have someone around us. And it's often, you know, time, it's often a good thing to get someone to come and sit with us after we've um, had um, treatment. I know a young lady, um, when I lived in Georgia, she was 29. She had um, recently had gotten married and she had two young children and she, she was only 29 years old and she found out that she had breast cancer. And I would um, oftentimes give her a ride to her um, her chemo because her husband had to work. Um, and I would sit with her and I would go home and sit with her uh, for a few hours so she can lay down and get some rest. And I would just watch her, her children until her husband came home. So it's good to have sometimes your friends or family. If you don't have family, get some close friends or like you said, your church family or find a um you know, a group, a support group, you know, for other women who have um, had, can- you know, breast cancer or, or any other kind of cancer. It don't have to just be breast cancer. There are support groups for people that's had, um, you know, colon cancer or ovarian cancer or, you know, any other type of cancers, you know, that you can connect with, you know, because uh, oftentimes, you know, like someone like me who's never experienced that, I don't know what you've gone through. I mean, I can be there for you to to pray with you or to bring you food or to help you in that way. But I don't have that personal experience of going through that. And that's why it is a great thing to be able to connect to other people who have experienced what you experience because you know like they say you don't know what somebody's gone through unless you've gone through it yourself you know right. you're not walked in a mile in another another person's shoes until you walked in their shoes you know mm-hmm. so it's a good thing to be able to um you know to connect with other um uh women you know that um experience breast cancer but you know it's it's a rare a rare thing but you know men also um oftentimes um can get breast cancer. You know, the statistics show that one in 100 men can can get breast cancer, even though it's 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 rare. 
but you know, men can get breast cancer too. And, and, and they would also experience the same thing, you know, like you said, you know, the pain, um, you know, in their breast and, and, and things like that. And, you know, get like a lump and redness and flaky, um, you know, red flaky skin, you know, and, and the irritation and, the, you know, the dimpling of the breast skin and, you know, like a nipple discharge, you know, so, you know, if there are any men out there that, um, that has those experiences, because sometimes we don't even realize that might be what it is, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, 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 it's good to go and get treated. I know a lot of times men don't like to get, um, you know, treated, they don't like to go to the doctor, but if you're experiencing something like that, you know, um, it could possibly be breast cancer, you know, be, because, you know, we don't talk about breast cancer oftentimes with men. We talk about it more with women because, you know, it's more likely that a woman will get breast cancer, but it's not um, that a man can't get breast cancer too. Though rare, they can get breast cancer too. <laughs> so um, now that you've had your... Um, you've gone through your cancer treatment and, 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 and God has blessed you to be healed from your cancer. Um, how often, um, at this point, do you have to, um, do you have to uh, keep up getting mammograms or how, how does they, um, do your treatment at this point? Do they just, um, do you have to get MRIs or how, how does that, how does that work? Well, um, how it works for me because I had a, a double mastectomy. Okay. And also, so that, you know, that's where, for people that might not know, that that's where they uh, take off both of your breasts. And I use the muscles from my stomach uh, to reconstruct me new right. breasts. So what they do is when I go in to get my checkups, uh, the, my doctor just, you know, physically check. I, she knows what she's feeling for. And so far, everything is okay. And so I can't take the regular mammograms anymore because I don't have my original breast anymore. So I just have fat uh, in my reconstruction uh, for breast. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So how long does was the... Um... Uh, recovery, you know, after you had the double mastectomy and the reconstruction, was it a, a long period? Was it like a month or two? Or how long was your... Um, it was six weeks. Six weeks. Oh, that wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. So it, it was six weeks and I still go back. I had uh, just went a, about a month ago um, for my lab work and everything looks good looks good I, I'm still cancer free um, they didn't see anything and so um, it's a blessing <laughs> it, is, it is a blessing so yeah. how has how has life been for you since um, your cancer um, your cancer treatment and your cancer diagnosis and your your treatment and your healing um, has things been a lot better for you? Have you been able to do a lot of the things that you were able to do prior to being diagnosed with breast cancer? Or do you have to modify, you know, your lifestyle in, in some ways as far as like being able to 
you know, kick up things, you know, like heavy things or, or you don't have to, you know, be concerned about that. How have that, how have it um, affected you from, you know, after you had your breast reconstruction and things like that? Is there things that you have to, you know, you know, watch out for, you know, things like that? How, how has that helped? Um, how has things changed? Well, actually, um, I I always feel like I say I'm back to normal. <laughs> uh, I can do anything that I was doing before I had got a breast cancer. I can pick up stuff. I can run. I can jump. I can I can just uh, do anything that I want to do. I exercise. Um, I pick up weights. I'm, I'm just back to normal. That's what I call it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. So do you have to take like, you know, like multivitamins and things like that? Because I know you probably had um, hair loss and things like that. Did it take a, a while for your hair to um, to grow back and things like that? Uh, yes, uh, it's actually it's uh, it has grown back a lot and I have been taking uh, hair vitamins. Uh, I take a multivitamin every day. I um most definitely take vitamin C emergencies a lot. Right. And just uh, drink lots of water, stay away from the sugar as much as possible. Uh, but other than that, um, that's what I do. And I'm okay. That's great. That's great. Well, I am so um, happy that you are doing such a, such a you know so much better I, I I personally know you I personally know when you went through um your cancer treatment and all I can say is every time I spoke with you you know you if you didn't know you was going through cancer treatment you wouldn't know because you were never you was never down you never spoke down you never spoke negative you always trusted you know God for your healing Oh, yeah. And you was always upbeat. And, and even though if I spoke with you over the phone, I could tell you still had a smile on your face. You know, <laughs> and I think that helps in a person's recovery to recover and to heal faster. Um, when they're going through something like that, you know, it, it just really helps. And, and I know that you had a lot of people, you know, praying for you um, mm -hmm. during that time. And was your church family there for you during that time? Oh, yes, they were. Uh-huh. I had yes. a, just a lot of love around me, and and I believe and I have faith in God, and, and I know that he, he knew I wanted to live and not die, and I had faith, and I'm here today. That's a blessing. Well, did, have your doctor um, said anything about um, the possibility of um, a second reoccurring uh, cancer or is it your your chances of it reoccurring is uh, very small uh, it's very small mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. for, uh, returning right 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 so what would for so uh, what would be your final um, words to anyone out there that may think that they um, may possibly have breast cancer they're experiencing you know, like you're saying, the cramping in the breast or, you know, maybe they have uh, redness or their breast is sore or um, they have dimpling or, 
pain in their breast. What what be what be what would be your recommendation for someone um in you know that is experiencing that? What what would you recommend for them today? Okay. I recommend if you feel or see anything abnormal that's on your body or in your breast, I say go get it checked out immediately. Don't do not wait. Go. If it feels different, some don't feel right, go see about it, please. Right, right. Well, I I'm so glad that you came on to tonight to um share with us, you know, your experience with breast cancer. And I'm so thankful that you are completely healed from breast cancer. And I'm sure that you have a testimony to be able to share to a lot of people that you can get through, you know, um, a, a shocking diagnosis as breast cancer. And like you said, your first thought is sometimes, oh my God, I'm going to die. But that's not the case. And it's not always the case because we can get through the treatment and we can come out on the other side completely healed and live a happy and a healthy lifestyle. So yes. I just want to tell you, thank you tonight for being my guest. And yes. I would love to have you on again for another uh, podcast. And for any um, listener out there who are um, possibly think they may have breast cancer or any other type of cancer, please go get checked out. Go see your physician. Go to um, your clinic. You can go to a women's um, clinic to get a, a, a mammogram or if you have to get an MRI, please go and get checked out because a lot of the uh, insurance companies do cover mammograms at 100%. So, and if, if you don't have the money to get um, a mammogram, um, I used to work for a hospital and I personally know a lot of times hospitals do offer, offer charities. So you, if you don't have the money, you know, check with your hospital, check with your local hospital and see will they, um, you know, approve you for charity. Um, don't let that stop you from getting um, checked out and get, getting, getting a mammogram because your, your life depends on it. Your family depends on you. So um, I just want to say thank you to our listening audience and thank you again for listening to A Woman Broken, A Woman Healed podcast. We'll see you on our next episode. Good night. Good night.